Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
All right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. Just want to start out, you know, normally we spend some time um, usually doing about a 15 to 30-minute worship set before we get into our night. But, you know, we really just wanted to start off with a good foundation of the Word tonight. So if you're just tuning in, you can check out our website at www.prayerinternational.org. You can also email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we're taking questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, testimonies, um, anything you feel like maybe the Lord's sharing with you, we want to hear about it. You know, we just want to be an extension of the family of God to you. You know, if there's anything we can do to help build you up in the things of God and, you know, stir up your faith and stir up a passion for God in your heart, you know, that's that's really what our focus is here. That's really what we really desire to do at Prayer International. And as always, you can call in 619-638-8458. Feel free right now. Um, we'll have this, the uh, switchboard and our chat room will be down probably till the second half. So right now, if you want to call in and listen in, feel free. We will take some calls probably in the second half of the show, kind of check with people, see where they're at. But uh, for now, we're just going to take some time and go into the Word of God. But before we do, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer and just ask the blessing of the Lord upon us tonight. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, we just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Lord. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you, Father, for who you are. Lord God, we just ask, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just turn our hearts towards you today, Father, that you would just turn our affections, turn our focus unto Jesus, Lord. You told us to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You said, who the joy was set before us. You simply said this. You said, lay aside every weight, lay aside every sin that easily besets us looking unto Jesus and that's how we do it we can't lay aside those weights we can't lay aside those sins unless we're beholding him you know the Bible says that when we behold him when we behold the living God it's then that we're changed when we're spending time in his presence when we're setting our affection on the beauty of the Lord there's something that happens. You know, we're told in the Word of God to set our minds on things above and not on the temporal things that are here on the earth below. But we're to fix our minds, we're to fix our focus on eternity. We're to have a kingdom mindset, a kingdom perspective in everything that we do. And, you know, a lot of times we wonder why we don't get breakthroughs in certain areas. We wonder why we're not overcoming in certain places whether it be areas in relationships, maybe uh, areas with our, our business and finance, just maybe just our relationship with God in general. And a lot of these things are affected by how much of heaven we allow to get a hold of our hearts. You see, the Bible says God is looking for worshipers. He's seeking such to worship him. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth, 
spirit and truth. And that's how we worship him. That's how we worship him. Praise God. Well, let's get into the words. Father, we just ask your blessing on the word tonight, Lord. Speak to your people. Speak to our hearts. Speak to us words of life, Father. Speak to us words that will open our hearts to the living God. Speak to us words of comfort. Speak to us words of instruction. Speak to us words of hope. Words of freedom. Wherever you're at tonight, whatever kind of words you need from God, listen. God will give you a word. God will give you a word. God will give you a word. That's right. We just trust. He's faithful. So, Father, we thank you for your word coming forth tonight. We thank you for your precious holy Bible. We thank you for truth, Lord. Open our eyes to truth. In Jesus' name. Right now, we just want to thank all of you that are listening, too. You know, we're uh, from time to time, we do receive donations. You know, we, you'll never hear us really asking for them. But we just want to thank any of those of you that have supported this ministry. We also want to thank those of you that are praying for this ministry. And we would like to thank those of you that are just listening and allowing us to be a part of your spiritual family. You know, it really means a lot to us that you would even turn a listening ear tonight. You know, there's a lot of radio stations and Internet stuff and television and cable and everything out there biting and competing for everybody's time. And so we're just thankful. We're blessed to know that you would actually take your time tonight and not only give it to the Lord Jesus Christ, but you'd share your time with Prayer International as well. So we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Just let you know that you're our spiritual family. We're praying for you. So, Father, tonight, every man... Every woman, every child listening tonight, Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come, Lord. Just as it is in heaven, Father, let it be in the earth today for them. Father, we pray for marriages tonight, Lord, that need to be restored. Father, we pray, Father God, for husbands and wives, Lord, just a a passion in their hearts one for another, Lord, and a fire of love to be burning in their hearts, Lord, that, Father, you'd bring a unity and a peace, and a bond in all the marriages represented tonight. Father, even for those who have had a spouse maybe leave or or just lots of issues and, and tensions in the home, Father, we pray, Father, just for a unity, Lord. What you have put together, let no man put asunder. Father, we pray for parent-child relationships tonight, Lord, that you would turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers back to the children, Lord, that you'd restore the family unit, Father, tonight. We pray for all the homes, all the families in America tonight, Father God, that you truly would visit every home, every family in America, every marriage in America, and that you would turn it around for your glory, for your goodness. And, Father, tonight we pray for those that are sick in their bodies. And wherever you're sick right now, I just want to encourage you, just lay your hand on that part of your body where you're sick. Now, listen, there's nothing... Mystical. There's nothing magical about putting your hand on somebody or even on yourself and praying. What it is is, one, it's biblical. The Bible says we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But it's also a point of contact. It's a point of your faith. 
And it's placing your faith not in the hand, not in the man or the woman, but you're placing your faith in obedience to the word of God. You see, there was a leper named Naaman, and he had a major issue called leprosy. Now, as you know, apart from a miracle of God, leprosy can't be healed or cured. And so here Naaman wanted to be healed, and the prophet came along and and gave him an instruction. He told him, look, if you want to be healed, you need to go dip in the River Jordan seven times. And this made him angry. He actually got angry, and he's like, well, why wouldn't this guy just heal me, or why wouldn't he tell me to do something else spectacular? But of all things that he wants me to do, he wants me to go dip in the River Jordan six times? Well, he he got some counsel on this, and he was told through wise counsel, look, you know, do you want God to heal you or not? If, if you want God to heal you, you better do what the man of God says, because if you don't do what the man of God says, then you're not going to get God's results. And when God speaks through a man or through a woman and gives you an instruction, when you obey those instructions, there's always a reward. Now, you may not see it immediately. You may not see it instantly. But the promises of God are yes and amen in him. That means he's not a liar. And if he says he'll do it, guess what? He will do it. A lot of times the problem's not with God. A lot of times the problem's with our unbelief and our not having faith, our not holding on. So we can't hold on anymore. And so this is the deal. Lay your hand on the part of your body where you're sick. And we're going to speak over you. You know, the Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. So I want to tell you what the Bible says. Whoever you are tonight, wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your body, listen. The word of God declares by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. If you will begin to put faith in the finished work of the cross, if you'll begin to put your faith in Jesus, if you'll begin to trust God as your healer, you know, the Bible calls him Jehovah Rophe. He's the Lord who heals. And he's not a respecter of persons. He is a respecter of faith. And so listen, if you come to God, you must believe that he is. If you want to come to God, you've got to believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So this is the deal. Come to him, believe, trust, rely, and put your confidence in him, and believe that he is. Well, believe that he is what? Believe that he is everything he says he is. Believe that he is able to do everything he says he can. Believe that he is who he says he is, because this is our God, the living God, Jehovah God. His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now listen. I know I'm getting a little long-winded here, but I'm trying to explain something to put a little faith nugget down in your heart, to put a little hope. You see, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a lot of times when we don't see the stuff happening, it's real easy to get weary. You know, we get weary in well-doing. The Bible says don't be weary in well-doing because if you keep going, you'll reap. If you don't faint, if you don't draw back, if you don't stop. Listen, the Bible says if you don't stop, if you don't draw back, if you continue to go forward, you're going to reap the harvest that the Lord intended. See, a lot of times our seasons change based on our obedience, 
or our disobedience. So we're given choices every day. And, you know, listen, we preach grace on this show, but we also preach truth. Listen, I'm going to tell you, you're saved by the blood of Jesus. And if you're having struggles, if you're having issues, if you're caught in sin, if you're in bondage, if you're in, having an addiction or you have a, a besetting sin, something that's plaguing your life and tormenting you, listen, come to the Lord with it. Come to the Lord with it. Come to the Lord and bring it to him. Bring it to him. Bring it to the cross. Allow the blood of Jesus to cover that. Confess your faults. Confess your sins unto God. Find a brother or sister you can pray with and share your heart. Listen. The only thing that God wants to do is see you restored to him. To see the glory of God manifested in your life. And it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what this brother or this sister or this church or this. It doesn't matter. What matters is that your heart is right with the Lord. What matters is that things in your life, you adjust them according to the word of God. You make adjustments in your life based on what the word of God says. And so that's what we're talking about. That's what we're encouraging you to do tonight. Make adjustments based on what the word of God says. And so we're not telling you to do anything that's not scriptural. We're not trying to put legalism or law on anybody either. I'm here to tell you that if you sin, you blow it, you mess it up, go to the cross, go to Jesus, ask for forgiveness. Cover your sin with the blood of Jesus. Don't cover it up. But let it be covered up by the blood of Jesus. And you know how it gets covered up? You confess your sins and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That means not only does the Lord give you the power to overcome sin, but he can break its power completely in your life. See, I don't just believe that Christ forgives sin. I believe that the Spirit of God has enough power to break the power of sin and bondage that might be in a person's life. So that's what I declare to you today. See, the Word of God is sharp. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart. See, listen, it judges. The, that's why it says when you look into the Bible, it's like looking into a mirror. And when you look into that mirror, you really see how you really are. You see a reflection in yourself. When you begin to pick apart the Word of God, and it begins to define and outline who God says you should be, or what God says uh spirituality looks like, then when you begin to look at yourself in light of the Word of God, you begin to notice, and I know I do, I begin to see what's inside of me that God doesn't approve of. What's inside of me that God does approve of? What am I doing in my life that pleases God? What am I doing in my life that displeases or dishonors God? And as you listen to the Bible, you'll see who you really are. When when God begins to say, this, this is who I want you to be, this is how I want you to flow, this is what I want you to experience, this is how I want to bless you. And when you begin to look into your life and you see yourself lining up with that word and going in line with that word, then you know you're in the right track. But when you look into that word and you see yourself not going in line with that word, 
not lining up with the truth, well, then you know you're off track, and there's adjustments that need to be made. See, the Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yes, we have the blood of Jesus. Yes, when you blow, you can confess your sin. But listen, you can sin and sin and sin and sin so much that you grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And when the Holy Spirit's grieved, many times he'll withdraw his manifested presence. Many times he'll withdraw his peace. Many times the word of the Lord will not be clear and you won't have insight. Because, see, sin skews or distorts your vision. That's why we have to stay focused. You know, I have a friend of mine named Marvin, good friend, good brother in the Lord. And this brother actually uh, works on equipment that produces eyeglasses, that makes eyeglasses. He said uh, sometimes up to 6,000 pairs a day. In this optical warehouse Now listen He's got a certain job And the people that make these glasses Have a certain job And when they design a lens Or when they make a lens To put it into the frame That lens is is focused And calibrated A certain way There's a certain focus And as long as you have everything Focused properly It's like a camera lens same thought, same same thought. When you pull that lens, or you take your corrective eyewear lens, and it is placed a certain way, it brings things into focus, and you begin to see things clearly. And therefore, you can function properly. See, I notice when when my vision is not corrected, a lot of times I'll get headaches. A lot of times I'll get tired, overtired, irritable. Maybe just get a little, I'll be a little shorter that day because of straining and I'm, I'm, I'm just, my body's overexerting itself to make my eyes do what they, they do whenever I have corrected lenses on. Well, listen, when you're not focused and you're not spiritually focused and you're not seeing things properly, when you're not seeing things properly and things aren't in focus, it affects things. It affects your watch. And so just like those eyeglasses that pull things into focus and help you see things and you get the right vision and they take away your headaches and you, you're not as irritable because your body's not stressed and straining. Listen, when your focus is off in the kingdom, when your spiritual focus is off, it causes stress. It causes tension. It can create issues in the body. Just like, just like not wearing eyeglasses can cause a headache. You'd think something as simple as vision, how would that have anything to do with pain in your head, right? But sometimes it's stress-related. Sometimes it's overexertion. So, you know, and in the same way, when you're not focused, on the things of God, it'll bring stress in your life. You won't have peace. When you're not focused on things in the kingdom, it'll send you in a wrong direction. You know, if you're driving and you can't see the signs because you've got your focus out of whack, you might miss your destination. All because you don't have the right vision. 
And in the kingdom, when you're not in line with God's vision and God's focus isn't your focus, it can send you in a wrong direction because you don't see strength and you don't see things like they really are. So why am I saying this? That's what the Word of God does. When we get into the Word of God, it, it corrects our focus. It's like putting a lens on your eye. It's like turning that telephoto lens on your camera. My wife likes telephoto lenses. I love she she loves to take pictures and show that she knows when it's not in focus, the picture's distorted. And when you're not in focus spiritually, everything in your life will be distorted. The way you see things will be distorted. The way you think, your your stress level or your peace of mind, it all changes. It all changes. And I know I've kind of talked about this for a little bit, but I'm trying to paint a picture for you guys. And so hopefully this isn't mundane or boring to you. Hopefully it doesn't sound like I'm just driving this into the ground. But you know, have you ever uh, put up a tent and you had to drive the stake into the ground? And if you didn't drive the stake into the ground hard enough, it'd pull out of the ground and your tent would collapse. And this is why I'm saying this. Look, sometimes if we don't let the Lord hammer things into us and really make an impression on us and let it go deep in, it's just like a seed. If the seed doesn't go into the soil deep enough, it never takes root. It never produces fruit. And so that's that's the reason you'll hear me repeat myself at times. The law of repetition. If you're going to remember something, guess what? Follow it over in your mind until you get it and it becomes a part of you. And with the word of God, see, God didn't say just, just read it a little bit. God never said, oh, brothers, oh, sisters, sons and daughters, read my word just a little bit. Just a little bit. Now, you know what he said? Meditate on my word day and night, and don't let this law depart from your eyes. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. Don't stop looking at it. Don't take your eyes off of it. Set no evil thing before your eyes, but rather set my word before your eyes day and night. What, what does that tell you? He wanted us consumed and focused and totally all about the word of the Lord. You know, you know why they lost the blessing in the garden? It's not about the fruit that they ate. They listened to a voice other than God. See, God's voice said, any tree of the garden you can freely eat except this one. And then the enemy came along and said, hey, you can eat any tree of the garden you want. You see, when we stop listening to the voice of God, and when we begin to listen to other voices, maybe it's somebody else's instructions that are not God-breathed or God-inspired or word-based instructions or Bible-based. Always take your Bible and use it as a measuring tool. Use it as a measuring stick. At any time a man or woman 
speak to you or give you an instruction or give you some wisdom or advice, make sure it lines up with godly wisdom. Make sure it lines up with God's word. Because, you know, no matter how great something comes down, if God's not in it, it's not going to work. Yes. Amen. Yes. And amen. If God's not in it, it's not going to work. So you can listen to other voices. You can listen to other voices. You can listen to your own voice. I mean, Proverbs clearly says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death. What that tells me is, you know, our own hearts can deceive us. Our own ideas, if they're not God-breathed, can deceive us. Okay, so where do they lose it? They listen to the enemy's voice. They listen to a voice other than God. Adam listened to the voice of his wife rather than the voice of the Lord. Eve listened to the voice of the serpent rather than the voice of the Lord. That's where they blew it. And not only that, they didn't even take responsibility for it when they blew it. They blamed each other. Oh, I listened to the woman. The woman says, oh, serpent didn't mean to do it. Nobody ever took responsibility for their own sin. Let me tell you something. In the kingdom, if you want to be restored unto God, time to take responsibility for your own sin. What does that mean? doesn't mean you have to take the penalty. Jesus took it. doesn't mean you have to take the penalty. Jesus took that already on the cross. But it does mean that you have to take Jesus. You have to take up the cross. You have to take on the blood. Why? Because that gives you access to the Father. All right, so, praise God. Well, you know, this is the deal. Not a lot happens apart from prayer. And that was actually the introduction tonight. I haven't even got into my message, in case you're wondering. I just, I'm just sharing my heart tonight. I'm, we'll call it uh, inspired rambling. That's, that's probably a good way to phrase it. You know, I feel inspired tonight, so I'm just going to ramble. And any words of life that come out, if it's for you and you can, you know, feel it, if it speaks to you, then receive it. Take it and trust God with it. So, you know, we've been talking about prayer uh, for the last couple weeks. Uh, just starting up the new year. You know, we're entering into a new year this year, obviously, 2012, praise God. And here we are, it's the 14th of January, 2012. And so we're about halfway through the month already. And you know, this is the thing. This is our first fruit month. This is the, the seed of this month. This is the beginning of the new year. And what you do in the beginning what you do with the first, what you do with the first fruit of your life, usually determines what happens with the other 
usually determines what happens with the rest. And that's why I really want to emphasize just getting into a place of prayer for this season of your life over the next 15 to 30 days. Take some concerted time. Set yourself apart and pray. You know, the Bible says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, you know why we're not seeing the hand of God and the shadow of the Almighty? You know why we're not seeing the anointing and the powerful things of God happen in what America calls and what even other countries call the church? Because we're not giving God his proper place. We're not praying. See, nothing happens in the earth without a live of prayer first. We think we've got this great work to do. Oh, brother, we got to get about the work of the Lord. Prayer is the work. Don't you understand that? Prayer, communicating with God, declaring and decreeing the things of God into the earth, changing your world through the power of your words. Listen, that is the work. Praying and, and saying those words of life to people and an attitude and an atmosphere of the Spirit, that's the work. But it only happens in the place of prayer. See, the prayer is this. God, our Father, which art in heaven, so God in heaven, Father in heaven, we hallow your name. What does that mean to hallow his name? It means to make him holy, to set him apart, to say, look, there's nothing that compares to you. This is it. You're the one. So we've got to come to a place. See, this is the prayer. This is the model prayer that Jesus taught us. He said, look, when you pray, say this. When you pray, do it this way. He taught us the way to pray. Real simple. Father, what does that mean? Recognize, first of all, it's time to look to heaven. It's time to turn your eyes up, upward, and begin to acknowledge God as your heavenly Father. Well, what does that mean? That means you're a son or a daughter. Of the Most High. If God's your Father and you're acknowledging Him as your Father, you're recognizing Him as your Father, and you're declaring and decreeing back to Him that, yes, Lord, I acknowledge you're my Father in Heaven. He says, if you confess me before man, I'll confess you before all of Heaven. Jesus said, I'll confess you before my Father in Heaven. And, of course, God will confess Yeah, and if, and my, as my wife just reminded me, if you deny him, he'll deny you. But the thing is, is when you come in by the blood of Jesus and have access to the Father because of the blood, it's not your good work. Listen, if you lied one time, you're guilty of hell. If you just lied once, 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 then you're not perfect. And God can't have you in heaven. But if you're covered in the blood of Jesus, and you remain in the Spirit. See, the Bible says, those that walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. And we got, we always seem to leave that out. We like to say, oh, brother, oh, sister, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And, and typically that's true. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. But finish the verse, Romans 1. Who walks 
not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That means don't live for the devil. Don't live for the world. Don't live for yourself. Live and, and live in. Live for and live in the spirit. See, if you're in the spirit, then the only fruit that can come out of your life, if you're in the spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, self-control. He says, against these things, there's no law. In other words, if you're in the Holy Ghost and you're following the things of Christ, you don't even have to have a standard of morality or even have to have a rule book, so to speak, because the standard, let me rephrase that in case I get that wrong. The standard of morality already be in you because the Spirit is in you. And if you follow the Spirit, if you're following Jesus' word, then you're not going to offend God if you're following the Spirit. Because see, Spirit and the Word and Christ, they're all one. They all agree with each other. But see, it's when we live in the flesh, when we live for those things that please the flesh, that's when we get out of alignment and we get misadjusted, misaligned with God. And see, it's a real simple deal. Look, if you sin, confess your sin, and he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And if you're not getting free, then you find a brother that says, confess your faults one to another and pray for each other that you may be healed. See, that's the process. That's not so that we can have a gossip fest, guys. Oh, brother, we need to pray for so-and-so. They're struggling in this area. That's gossip. That's not prayer request. Because, see, if it was a prayer request, you would take it to your closet, and you would pray. You'd lift up that person. And when you publicly ask people to pray, you would just say, just pray for so-and-so. Because you know what? God knows what they're going through. You don't have to tell the whole church the whole list of sins of somebody and and then act like you're spiritual and say, oh, I just said that because we need to pray about it. No, you just uncovered a brother. You just did some things biblically out of order. And you labeled it spiritual. See, but the Bible says you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness and gentleness. Why don't we do that anymore? Why don't we do that anymore as a whole? I, I know there are brothers and sisters in the Lord. There are some churches. There are some groups and fellowships and organizations, people that, that understand how to walk in the power of forgiveness and how to restore and how to rebuild and how to build somebody up to a place where they're mature enough and then they don't struggle with the same things that they struggled with. So, you know, that's that's the goal, and that's what we're doing. We're here. That's why we have prayer on the radio. That's why we have prayer requests on our website, so we can pray. Why? Nothing happens in the earth without a move of prayer first. See, until you've prayed, there's nothing else you can do. Once you pray, 
because I had an intent to all the other things, make sure you pray first. Because you can do everything in your own strength without the Lord's help, and it's still not fix anything. But at least if you pray, you at that point say, God, I trust you with this. And then now if God gives you practical wisdom, or men and women of God give you godly counsel and, and give you some practical stuff to you, well, that's good. There's nothing wrong with practical. But you can't do the practical unless you do the prayerful first. That's why Jesus understood. He only did what he saw his father doing. He only said what he heard his father saying. Why? He only prayed what he knew he was supposed to pray. Why? Because he knew how to connect with his father. And he can look into the father's heart and see what was going on. And see, the father has openly revealed his heart through his word for us. So you want to know what's in the Father's heart, read the Bible, and then you'll know the Father's heart. But see, Jesus, being Christ, knew already the Father's heart. He didn't have to go to the Word. He was the Word. I will say this. He still was a Jewish boy that was raised in the Jewish tradition that was taught to memorize the first five books of the Bible and have an understanding of the Torah, or of the Word of God, the Law of God, and even what was written in the Prophets. And so, how do we be like Jesus? We have to become the Word made flesh to people. Do you understand that? He's the head, but we're still the feet. We're still the hands. We're still the hands. We're still the feet. And see, we have to be Christ. We have to be the Word made flesh to people. Well, how does that... And that's not to take any glory off of God. That's not to take any... Look, we need to be... Jesus came as our example. Jesus came as our first fruit offering. He didn't just come as a Savior. He came to model something. He came to show us. He came to show us how to live. He came to show us how to communicate with the Father. He came to show us how to relate with people. And we've got to get a hold of this. See, we we, we get this mindset, well, brother, I'm not Jesus. But see, that's just it. What would have happened to the great beautiful one? Peter was coming up to the gate, right? And here was this blind beggar begging for alms. He, he was lame, and he was begging for alms. He was lame and begging for alms. Okay? And he asked for money. They said, silver and gold do I not have? But in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. See, they came with a name. They came with a name. What does that mean? What does to be in the name of God mean? That means to be in his nature. That means to do things in like manner. To do things in like nature. 
That means to imitate him, to imitate Christ, to be Christ-like. Okay? And the only example we have of that is daily communion with the Father, a fasted lifestyle of prayer, doing community with sold-out believers. Okay? Meditating day and night on the Word of God. Living a holy lifestyle in obedience and humility. Making ourselves of no reputation. Not worrying about what people think about us. Only worrying about what the Father thinks. See, we got to come to a place in our lives where we're God-pleasers and not just people-pleasers. Because, see, on that day, you're not going to answer to your neighbors. You're gonna, not going to answer to your pastor. You're not going to even answer to your husband or your wife on that day. You're going to answer to one, and his name is Jesus. And he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And the Bible says there's coming a day where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Look, you're going to bow your knee one day. So you might as well do it on this side of eternity. You might as well posture yourself now and learn how to kneel, learn how to pray, learn how to humble yourself before the living God. Because listen, when you humble yourself before God and you're downcast, he can lift you up. He can be the one with his outstretched hand, his outstretched arm, that can lift you up and deliver you. Set you free. And so we're talking about prayer. We're talking about communicating with the Father. Imitating Jesus. Imitating Jesus. You know, we always pray, Lord, I want to be more like you. Well, what's it going to take? It's going to take learning to live. And dwell in the glory of God and the presence of God. Well, how does that happen? Communion with God. See, the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. That we are the house of prayer. See, remember Jesus came and he overthrew the, the temple. And he said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer, but you made it into a den of thieves. Well, listen, now in Christ, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're the ones that Jesus dwells in, but see, his temple has to be a house of prayer. What does that mean? You have to be a house of prayer. It's not a place we go. It's it's a mindset. It's an attitude. It's a, you know, place in the spirit that we go in ourselves. We don't have to go down to a house of prayer, although there are houses, there's actual buildings where people pray, which is a good thing to do. So you need to be the house of prayer and learn to communicate with God and learn to touch heaven on a continual basis, whether it's in church or at the 7-Eleven, whether it's at your home or on your job, wherever you are. You need to come to a place where you understand how to touch heaven. The only way I know how to get God's presence is to begin to praise him. He's, he inhabits the praise of his people. That means he dwells there. It means he dwells there. 
for God's good. God's good. So we're just thankful tonight for the Lord. You know, if you're just tuning in now, I've probably been going for a good 45 minutes. Probably going to go ahead and go for a break. Going to turn it over, do a little bit of worship for a while. Give you some time to soak in what we're talking about. But you know, if you're just tuning in, you can call in at 619-638-8458. You can check out our website and check us out that way, www.prayerinternational.org. Uh, we've got a, uh, a deal embedded in our website that you can listen that way. Uh, or you can always check out the archives. You can go to blogtalkradio.com. Uh, slash Prayer International, or just look up Prayer International when you get to Blog Talk Radio. You can find us that way too. If you'd like to email us or contact us, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And I guess that's about it. We're going to take a break. We're going to just take a praise break for a little bit and uh, take some calls, take some prayer requests possibly, and just give you some time to soak it up. Then we're going to continue a little bit of teaching and wrap this thing up in prayer. But uh, like I said, just sit back, enjoy the worship, allow the presence of God to bring an atmosphere to your home or your workplace, wherever you're at tonight. And just let the peace of God rule your heart and mind. Let it pass all your understanding. Let it free you up inside. Listen, run after God. Run after God. That's what you need to do. I hear the voice. It's the voice of the one I love. Calling my name I hear you calling me, Jesus I hear the voice The voice of the one I love He's calling my name Can you hear him calling you? He's saying Come up higher Hear the angels sing world behind you find it to be beautiful I am running after you you become my socialize yes Lord I am running after you 
Give the Lord praise tonight.
Well, praise God. We're back. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just uh, wrapping up a little worship set. We just wanted to give you some time to soak in the presence of the Lord and let the word kind of soak deep down in your spirit. So we've been talking about intercession, talking about prayer. You know, there's so many things that, that co-relate to our prayer life and having an effective Christian walk, so to speak. And when I say effective, this is what I mean. And the reason I use the word effective, let me explain. You see, we're called to be ambassadors for Christ in the earth. We're God's messengers. We're to convey a message from God as he speaks to our hearts. We're to share that truth, share that uh, inspiration, or share, you know, whatever the Lord puts in our hearts. We're supposed to share that with people as he leads us. And the thing is, if you want to be effective in that, if you want to have an effectual Christian walk, if you want to have a normal Christian life, see, the Bible says, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils, speak in tongues, lay hands on the sick. They'll be healed. Jesus said, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, go do the works of the kingdom. Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe. And when they went forth and preached the word, the Lord worked with them. He confirmed the word with signs following. Now, if you read Mark 16, chapter 16, read, just start at 16 and read through 18. So 16, 16 through 18, just, just read all of that and just let it. In fact, let's do that real quick. I think I should do that. Give me a second here. All right, so it says this. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. I don't actually read this in Amplified. He who believes, who adheres and trusts and relies on the gospel, and him who it sets forth, in other words, in Christ, he who believes and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere and trust and rely on the gospel, rely on Christ, trust in Christ, will be condemned. If you don't trust in Christ, if you don't rely on God, you'll be condemned. But if you trust in Christ, you'll be saved. Now let's look at the whole chapter. And I want to get into, not the whole chapter, but three or four verses. So I read 16. Now we're going to read 17 18. It says, And these attesting signs shall accompany those who believe. In my name they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new languages. They'll pick up serpents. Drink any deadly thing that will not hurt them. Lay hands on the sick and they'll get well. So then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke these things, was taken up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and they preached everywhere, while the Lord kept working with them and confirmed the message by the attesting signs and miracles that closely followed them or accompanied them. And then it says amen. So that was more or less 16 through 20, just to give you all of it. What am I saying? Look. Believers don't follow signs. If you're a true believer, signs should follow you. 
You should have such an overwhelming ability in your life to bring the kingdom to people. But why don't we? Let me tell you, the times in my life when I was not a conduit, okay, if you will, a vessel, a vehicle for the kingdom of God to get to people, okay, those were the times when I wasn't obeying God. Those were the times when I had no prayer life. Those were the times that I would not surround myself with godly influence. I chose to surround myself with people in the world. And there's nothing wrong with hanging out with people in the world as long as you're sharing the living Christ and you're being an example of truth and life to them. But you know, we're told bad company corrupts good morals. A lot of times, you know, and it's, it's basic Christianity. I mean, this is elementary Christianity. But it makes sense, like, what, whatever spirit's behind what people are doing and saying is going to come out. If you're in Christ and you're speaking the words of Christ, you're declaring the words of Christ, you're doing the, what you believe is the assignment of God for your life, listen, then the Holy Spirit will manifest. But if you're out doing things against God, always speaking sickness, always speaking doubt, always speaking worry, always speaking fear, always speaking negative or opposite of what the Bible says, well, then that'll manifest. See, we're told that we have life and death and the power of our tongue. And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? Whatever you say, you can have. Jesus said you can have whatever you say. Whatsoever you say, believe, and it shall be done to you. Remember he talked about speak to the mountain and it will be cast off into the sea. If you will believe and not doubt in your heart whatsoever things you ask, it shall be done for you. Why did God say whatsoever things you ask? Why didn't he say if you ask my things, then it will be done for you? Because, see, whatever we confess, we have the ability to possess. Whatever we speak out of our mouth will come into our lives. Whatever we speak, we get. As you believe, it will be done unto you. That's why it's so important. You know, we, we read James. If you read James 1, oh, I guess about 6 through 8, chapter 1, 6 through 8, book of James. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have my Bible. Um, I'm actually opposite the house right now. I, I, just so you know, we broadcast sometimes out of our home. And tonight we started off in Richardson and we're finishing up here in Garland. Um, that's the beauty of this thing. We can broadcast anywhere that we're at. You know, we can be driving down the highway and just sharing the love of God. It's, it's amazing. And not only uh, to people here in the States, in America, but Singapore, Alaska, Canada, Australia, all over the place, all over the place, all over the continental U.S., South America, France, Germany. We've had a handful of people in India, Africa, from all over the place. But see, the Bible says go, and we'll get into James 1-7. I didn't forget, just so you know. The Bible says go and preach the gospel to all the earth. And that's what we're supposed to do. Share, 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 share. Every tribe, every tongue, every kindred of people. Everybody deserves a chance to hear the truth and to respond to it. Unfortunately, not everybody does respond to the truth. Well, so back to James. Look, it says this. It says, 
And actually, I'm going to go ahead and open up the Word. Let's get into the Bible, so I don't have to paraphrase. I'd rather just quote it or read it to you. So let's go in with this. So New Testament, book of James, chapter 1. All right, here we go. Give me just a second. All right, James. So this, if any of you, we'll go with verse 5. And we're going to continue down to 8. If any of you lack wisdom, this is James 1, 5, let him ask of God. Okay, first thing, ask God. If you're lacking wisdom, ask God. Whatever you're lacking in your life, whatever you're not getting, whatever you don't have, ask God. Real simple, ask God. Uh, so ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. See, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. That lines up with the words of Jesus. Ask, and it shall be given him. Verse 6. So let him ask in faith, not doubting, not wavering. For he that wavers, or he that doubts, is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think, this is verse 7, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Now listen, why did I choose that one? There's a reason. The Bible says from the overflow, now let's let that be our foundation for a minute. Now let's remember, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Whenever we ask God, we need to ask in faith. We need to ask believing, not doubting, or wavering back and forth. Because the Bible says that's unstable. But those type of people, you know, and, and I do it too at times over issues, over certain things. And I wonder why my prayers don't get answered. If, okay, it's like this. From the overflow of the heart, the Bible says the mouth speaks. So whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. So whatever you believe in your heart, you're going to confess with your mouth. Now, if you spend your whole day confessing, and I was talking to my sister Deborah today about this, about confession, and I asked her, do you confess? the word of God over your body and she says you mean like by the stripes of Jesus I've been healed she said well yes I do that and I said praise God see she she caught on to something now let me let me take this one step further because I'm going to tell you what what helps my my wife and I my wife Tracy and I we used to do this and we know we would always confess the problem or we would even pray the problem. We would go to God and we'd say, God, we don't have any money. We're lacking. We're so poor. We can't pay our bills. And all of a sudden, we stayed in a cycle of poverty and not being able to pay the bills and lack. And we noticed that the, the way we would say things, the way things would come out of our mouth, our confession ended up being more negative than positive. So the Lord began to deal with me about what I was saying. And I realize sometimes just the way we say things, if we just change our language, if we just change the way we say it, we can explain the same situation to somebody, but use positive words and turn our words around. And 
after a while, we begin to change and turn our circumstances around. It's like this. Jesus said, whatever you believe in your heart shall be done unto you. If you believe and not doubt in your heart, if you ask God, it shall be done, right? So if all day long you're meditating and thinking about, oh, I'm just going to choose financial crisis, okay, because that's something that I understand. I've gone through plenty of financial crisis. I've, you know, just trust me. Okay, um, I had my fair share of it, even my unfair share of it. And what I noticed is the times in my life when I went and I murmured and complained to God, instead of standing on the word of God and saying, God, your word says, you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And, Father, your word says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack. Your word says, Father, all the promises of God are yes and amen in him. And, Lord, right now, I need you to turn my situation around and provide finances for me, and I rebuke lack. In Jesus' name, and I thank you, Father, and I'm just sharing with you. I'm sharing the way that I learned how to pray, and I'm going to tell you why I pray this way. When you come into the Holy of Holies and you begin to say, oh, but God, I don't have any money. Oh, God, I can't pay my bills. You've already settled it in heaven. You've already determined that you can't. You've already determined don't. You've already established the lack in your life. But if you would go to God and say, God, my circumstances are not the way that I believe that you, sh- you want them to be. My finances need to increase. So you didn't say, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. All you said is, my finances need to increase. Now you're basically saying the same thing, except one is a positive confession that will actually bring a change in your finances. And the other is a negative confession that will leave you in the same situation. Now, there's nothing wrong with, you know, praying about your situation. There's nothing wrong with talking and counseling with people about the reality of the situation. But, see, when we begin to confess it and believe it and we get it down in our hearts, when we get poverty and lack down in our hearts and we begin to meditate on poverty and lack and begin to speak out poverty and lack, then guess what we get? Poverty and lack. But we we might be in the same situation in the same circumstance. Okay, we, we may be going through a season of poverty and lack, but if we will begin to confess to God, God, you will supply all my needs. I don't see it yet, Lord. It, the paycheck's not in my hands yet, Lord. I, I don't have my money for my bills yet, Lord, but it's coming. I know you're sending it. It's not here yet. I don't see it yet, but I know it's on the way. See, just by changing our language, we can speak faith words that capture the heart of God, that capture God's attention, we can speak words that line up with the word of God and that line up with heaven, and then we can get heaven's results. And so what I'm trying to do is bring us all, myself included, and and everyone listening tonight, to an understanding. And just like I was sharing with Deborah today, and she said, you mean by the stripes of Jesus I am healed? And I said, yes. As soon as I said, confess the word of God over yourself. Okay, my point with that is, 
wherever you're at in life, that some some people are listening. Maybe you've got, uh, you know, different issues, different things going on from family to finances to health to stuff between you and God, whatever it is. We all go through different situations. Some of us are more overwhelmed than others with all the stuff on our plate and all the things we got to go through and how hard life gets sometimes. But if we can just begin to get the word of God in our mouths and get the promises, see, pray the promise, not the problem. Pray the promise, not the problem. See? And we will begin to see things change. We'll begin to see adjustments made in one area, and it will bring different results in another area. And sometimes when you're praying for solutions and answers, God might actually give you an instruction in your healing or your salvation or your financial blessing or your relationship blessing or whatever it is, maybe tied to a certain instruction, just like Naaman when he dipped in the River Jordan seven times. He obeyed a man of God that that heard the Lord. Even though he almost lost it. He almost blew it. Because he thought about it too hard. He he tried to put his own spin on it. He he wanted to do it his way. Like we said, and I'm going to kind of close with this briefly. We're going to go into a song, and I'm going to check to see who's in the... uh, you know, who's called in tonight. We're just going to kind of check on some people and see what's going on tonight with everybody while we've got the music playing. Um, so if you're listening and somebody tunes in, we're going to put, probably put you in the screening room so you're not live. But we're going to kind of check with our callers here in a minute and just see what's going on and take some prayer requests and see what's up. But, um, you know, with that being said, let's wait for a song and let's go back into this. I hope this is helping somebody tonight. And I hope you guys are getting ministered to you wherever you're at, if you're listening by phone or if you're listening by Internet. Maybe you're on the Blog Talk website. Maybe you're on our Prayer International website. Maybe you'll listen to this on an archive, and it's, you know, six months after we even produced it. And it's already the middle of the year, and you're listening to it. I don't know. But I do know this. God is faithful. And he's not a liar. And his promises are yes and amen. And if you'll begin to stand and believe the promises and focus on the promises and not the problems, if you'll get the solutions in your mouth, then you'll also get your deliverance. You'll get your freedom. You'll get your blessing. You'll get your prayers answered. All right, so this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. Uh, we'll have Sean Holmberg, uh, my buddy Sean, will be back in the studio tomorrow night. Um, seeing how uh, I'll actually be in church tomorrow night. Probably usually it goes over some, so we won't be able to get on the show. So he'll be taking it um, tomorrow night, and then I should be back on Monday. So just so you know. Um, Also, we've got a friend of ours named David Posey. He's going to be doing some uh, current events and world prayer, uh, praying through the current events, just kind of keeping us updated with news and, and just what's going on. You know, and we're going to pray about these things. So this is Prayer International. The call in number is 619-638-8458. www.prayerinternational.org is the website. Feel free to 
check us out. We've got buttons for prayer requests and devotionals, daily devotionals. We're going to start uploading some video in the next couple of weeks as well, and uh, we'll see how that goes. All right, well, praise God. Let's break for a little bit, guys, and uh, let's check on everybody here. Uh, we're going to uh, kind of break. We're going to have a couple short songs, and then uh, we'll be back. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings. As eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk not faith, and they shall.
but they see the reality of a living Christ blood in our lives. Now listen, if you're listening tonight, and we do this from time to time on the show, obviously, because it's one of the reasons we're doing this. If you're listening tonight, and maybe you are just tuning in, and you say, you know, I'm hungry for spiritual things, and, you know, I understand um, the tradition of Christianity that I was raised in, and maybe you didn't find the living Christ in that tradition. Maybe you didn't have an encounter or a real experience with the living God in that church or with those people. And maybe you just equated it all to God's not real or this is a bunch of phony baloney or this isn't, you know, what they make it out to be. Let me tell you something. God is God. He's a living God. He's a real God. He's a genuine God that has nothing but love in his heart for you. And his desire is that you repent, that you turn from your sin, that you turn from doing things your way, that you turn from doing things the world's way, and you begin to be a part of his kingdom, a part of his system, a part of his way of doing things. And you allow him control of your life. You allow his spirit to come into your heart, to into your life, and lead you and guide you. And you allow God to have the final say in your day-to-day affairs. See, the bottom line is God's going to have his final say anyway. But see, when we begin to cooperate with him, when we begin to invite him in, when we begin to say yes, Lord, to the things of God, then he goes out and he begins to make things happen on our behalf. You know, all for his glory and all for his kingdom purposes. And he fits it all into the plan. You know, in this day and hour, we need to develop a sensitivity to the Lord. We need to get a hunger for the Lord. We need to just begin to commune and reach out to God. So listen, wherever you're at, maybe you're a Christian and you're backslidden. Maybe you've been in and out of church your whole life and it still hasn't clicked yet. Maybe you're out of church. Maybe you don't even believe in going to church or believe in Christianity. And you even said, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Listen, friend. God is a living God. He's real. Like I said before, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And listen, if you don't do it on this side of eternity, then woe be it unto you on that side. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you are a Christian or maybe you're just a religious person and think you're a Christian. Whether you're in church or out of church, listen, does God have your heart? Have you committed your life? Have you repented of your sin? Have you given him those things in your heart, those things in your life that he's asking you for? It's not a hard thing. It's not a condemning thing. God loves you. God loves me. There was a time in my life when he asked, asked me to give up my addictions, my, my, my cocaine and my, my, my drugs and my twisted lifestyle. That was not bringing glory and honor to God. Yes. There was a time in my life where I wasn't bringing glory and honor to God. But then he called me to repentance. He called me to turn to him. He called me to begin to do things his way. And God is calling you tonight. God's calling you to do things his way. God's calling you to reach out for him. To reach. See, it takes humility. 
Sometimes we have to bury our pride. And we have to come in humility and reach out to God. So reach out tonight. Reach out to the Lord tonight. Allow him to come in to the deepest places of your heart. Allow him to come into the relationships in your life. Allow him to come in to the circumstances and situations, the trials, the good, the bad, the ugly. Just bring him into it. Listen, Proverbs says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Are you trusting him with everything? Lean not on your own understanding. Are you, are you trying to figure it out too hard? Are you trying to do it your way? Are you reasoning and doubting in your heart instead of asking God for his wisdom and his leading? So trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. That means good, bad, and ugly. That means when everything's good, acknowledge him. When everything starts looking bad, acknowledge him. When everything starts getting ugly, acknowledge him. God, I know things are ugly in my life. God, I know things are crazy in my life right now. But, Lord, you're going to turn it around. You're going to turn it around. You're going to bless my life. I'm going to have a good life. Just begin to acknowledge him. Lord, I know this appears this way. But you're going to have the final say in my life. Lord, you're going to turn this around for your glory. Father, you said everything works together for the good. So you just begin to remind God of his promises. Remind God of his word. Remind God of what he's spoken over you. Because, see, God is not going to argue with his own word. God is not going to say, you're right, son, or you're right, daughter. I did say that, but, you know, since I'm God anyways, I decided I'm not going to do it now. No, listen, God isn't a man. See, people will lie to you. People will deceive you. People will use you and abuse you. But God... He doesn't lie. Why? He's not a man. He's not a person. He's God. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. That means if he says yes, he's not going to turn around and go, well, now, I changed my mind. No, he changes not. He changes not. He changes not. See, you're the one that's fickle. I'm the one that's fickle. We change. We contradict ourselves all the time being humans. As a whole, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not singling anybody out on the, the radio tonight and say, I'm just saying people in general, the, the, in, in humanity, there's contradictions all the time. There's things that just don't add up. But see, in the kingdom of God, in God's way of doing things, everything flows. Everything works right. Everything works properly. So we need to begin to do things God's way. All right, well, listen, I want you to pray a prayer. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, I'm going to pray a prayer very slowly. I want you to repeat after me. Now, you don't have to say it word for word. It doesn't have to sound just like this, but just pray this type of prayer or repeat this prayer and mean it in your heart. Believe it in your heart and confess Christ with your mouth, and then you'll be saved. So listen, if you don't know Jesus, or if you're not sure if you died today that you'd even go to heaven. If you don't think you have peace with God or you don't know that you're clean and free of sin, or you don't know that you're, you've been forgiven, listen, now is the time, today is the day for salvation. Choose you this day who you will serve. So repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge you today 
And I confess you before all the world today. I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins. Thank you that you shed your blood to deliver me from the power of sin and to heal me in my body. Right now I confess my sins and I lay them at your feet, Lord. Father, I repent. I want to turn back to you, and I want you to become my father. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Holy Spirit, come into my life today and take control of my life. I want to do things your way. I want your plan for my life. I trust you, Lord, that eternity is my home today, that God is my Father, that the Holy Spirit is my friend, and that Jesus is my Savior. Help me to forgive, Lord. And help me to love. Your will be done. And your kingdom come. In Jesus name. Amen. Now listen. I know I was a little slow with that. I want to make sure you got it. If you prayed that prayer today. Or you prayed one similar. While you were sitting there. Standing there. Laying down. Kneeling down. Whatever you were doing. Driving in the car. Listen. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And when you ask him into your heart, when you ask him to be Lord of your life, he becomes your father. God becomes your father. Jesus becomes your savior. The Holy Spirit becomes your helper and your friend. And heaven becomes your new home. So when you pass from this life, you're not just going to go into a box in the ground, but you're going to change addresses. You're going to go from, from earth, you're going to leave your earth suit, and you're going to get your new glorified body in heaven. So if you prayed that prayer today or would like it, maybe you prayed this prayer before today or, or somewhere else even, not even on the radio show, not even while you're listening to this. But if you're born again, if you just received Jesus, whether on our show or not, call us up and let us know. Email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Send us your info, and we'll return the email. We'll get back with you. We'll get you into our database. We'll pray for you. We'll help you get plugged into a church in your area somewhere. We'll help get you connected in. And we'll just believe that God's going to start maturing you and growing you up into the things of God. So listen, we're wrapping up the show tonight. I just want to speak a blessing over you. Again, we're at www.prayerinternational.org, and you can reach us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. 
And this is Chris Herzog, and I'm saying good night, and God bless you. And let me say a prayer for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we speak your blessings over everybody listening tonight. We thank you for those that gave their hearts to Jesus. We thank you for those that are taking care of business in your kingdom, making things right. Father, we thank you for everyone that you've healed in their bodies, everyone that you've touched with your presence, everybody that you've confirmed your word in their hearts tonight. Lord, bless your people tonight. And we just thank you, Father God, for all your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, have a wonderful night. Be blessed. And we will be back tomorrow. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.